management. And because in Australia, to my surprise, when I got to Australia, I discovered that the gospel of the kingdom was unknown. Many people all over the world know the Australian church, especially the Hillsong Church and CCC and other churches and OPC, you know, all these other churches that are there that are big in Australia. I discovered that they don't preach the kingdom. And it's like the kingdom is a strange message over there. And that's what you... Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. And uh, the gospel. That's the question here. What is the gospel? If I gave you a written exam to write it out, what would you say? Paul will give us the gospel in a nutshell. And uh, we need to understand, as Christians, we need to understand precisely what the gospel is, because we'll discover astonishingly that that is hard to find coming from a pulpit today. They'll talk about a lot of interesting things, but the gospel is astonishingly absent. Why? What's going on here? See, Paul had already preached it back in... I believe that 97% of the church does not know what the kingdom of God is. Jesus Christ communicated the good news of the kingdom in a parable, chapter 13 of Matthew, where he said that if you don't understand this parable, you will not understand any other parable. He said, to he who has more will be given, but to he who does not have, even the little that he has will be taken away. You see, the kingdom is the message that the sower was sowing. He said that the sower was sowing the seed of the kingdom. So if you are a son of God, you have received the seed of the kingdom inside of your spirit. So when there are wars and rumors of wars, you're not worried. You don't worry about tomorrow because you have the kingdom. You are the one that is standing on the rock. Listen, when you understand the kingdom message, you will understand everything else as well. Because the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And you need no one to teach you. And according to Romans, you have all things. All things are yours. Things present and things to come. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so if your church pastor falls into sin, it doesn't rock your world. Because Jesus said, there are going to be sheep and there are going to be goats. There's going to be the good sheep and the bad sheep, the good fish and the bad fish, the wise virgins and the unwise virgins. Jesus said he's going to separate those who are good from those who are bad. Jesus said, I came to bring a sword, not peace. He said that. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. So the kingdom is all about division. There are, there's parable after parable after parable, and every single parable is about one thing, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is mentioned 57 times in the book of Matthew. So you and I have got to receive the word of the kingdom, because when you have the kingdom, you are satisfied. That is why Jesus said it's good news. What's good news? The kingdom is good news. Not, not just salvation, not just having your, your sins forgiven. That is 
nothing compared to the kingdom. I'm saying it again. Having your sins forgiven is nothing compared to the kingdom. Because having your sins forgiven is only one of the benefits of entering the kingdom of God. Jesus said you need to be born again. That means that you are an entirely new creation of species. You see, the kingdom includes sonship. The kingdom includes ownership. If you are in the kingdom, then you own everything that God owns. How else can we judge the angels? How else can we have the authority on earth to forgive sins? We have the authority on earth to forgive sins. So the kingdom is so much bigger even than heaven. I don't want heaven. I don't want to go to heaven because the kingdom is far greater than heaven and far bigger than heaven. I'll prove it to you. And this will show you how religious you can be in your thinking. Because Jesus Christ said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So heaven, if you want to go there, it's not going to be there for long. So why do you want to go there? No, no, you and I want to be inside the word of God. We want to be standing on the word of God and the word of God is the kingdom. You can't separate it. You can't separate Jesus Christ from the word of God from the kingdom. Paul said, the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom is inside the Holy Ghost. You are born again by the Holy Ghost. You become a new creation hidden in Christ Jesus, seated at the right hand of God. This is the mystery that was revealed. And I can't explain it to you, but you have got to be hungry. Jesus Christ said, those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, they will be filled. It's up to us to obey him. It's up to us to repent. We repent. We turn around. We change. We need to die to ourselves, carry our cross and follow him. The kingdom requires us to die. Jesus Christ said, it's the poor in spirit who will receive the kingdom. It's the little children who will receive the kingdom. So my encouragement today is to begin the journey as a Christian to be a disciple of the kingdom. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ, of course. But Jesus Christ had one message, and it was the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus Christ taught the disciples on the road to Emmaus about the kingdom of God. And Jesus taught the disciples after his resurrection in the book of Acts for 40 days about the kingdom of God. Did you know that it doesn't even mention the word love in the book of Acts? We, in our Christianity, in our churchdom, have made it all about love and acceptance and seeker-filled services and Jesus Christ is a hippie who loves everybody. And that is part of it. Not that he's a hippie. But the message that he preached is a message of the kingdom. And a kingdom is violence. A kingdom takes the kingdom by force. A kingdom brings division. So if your wife leaves you, then rejoice because she's gone. You know what I'm saying? Don't feel like a failure. 
If if you are serving God, if you are loving her as Christ loves the church, and if she leaves, Paul said, hey, if your wife leaves, then then you're free. If your wife is an unbeliever, don't let it bother you, okay? But if she chooses to leave, let her leave. But if she chooses to stay, let her stay. But he's saying if you're not married, just don't be married. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happening in Russia. It doesn't matter what's happening in the Ukraine. It doesn't matter whether Trump is president or not. It doesn't matter what totalitarian dictatorship we're in at the moment. The kingdom and the word of God is not chained. Paul was totally abandoned. Everybody left him. Many apostles and people were were, were against him and writing letters against him and saying he couldn't be of, of God because he's in prison. But he knew that he was an ambassador of the kingdom of God. So you and I have got to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. That is the one message that we preach. Have a look at Matthew 24 where Jesus talks about the end of the world and the end times. And he said this message will be preached throughout all of these terrible things. The message of the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you that is Project Zero for the church. That is the only thing we need to be doing, is to be doing the thing that we have forgotten to do for thousands of years. We have forgotten the message of the kingdom. That is the only message that Jesus Christ told us to preach. That is the only message that Satan personally steals. You and I have got to start to seek first the kingdom, to pray and ask for understanding into the kingdom of God, and to tell everybody everywhere about the kingdom of God with signs and wonders following. Show them the kingdom. Show them what it looks like to be a son of God. If you have the kingdom, you have healing. If you have the kingdom, you have salvation. If you have the kingdom, you have provision. You can ask for the kingdom and you'll receive everything else. We are like Solomon who ask for wisdom when we ask for the kingdom. Don't ask for anything else. Just make it your priority. Jesus said that, to seek first the kingdom. And once you have the kingdom, maybe then you can start to pray for some other things as well. But you'll find that once you have the kingdom, you're satisfied like the man who found the pearl of great price, the man who bought the entire field and sold all that he had. When you have the kingdom, you'll find that you'll only be praying for other people because you're settled, you're done. You and I are seated At the right hand of God. Jesus said, as I sat on my father's throne, you will sit with me on my throne. That should blow your mind. That should be enough for you to wonder what has religion held back from you? What has religion stopped from telling you? You are more than just saved. You are more than just forgiven of your sins. You are a son of God. You look just like your father. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening or watching the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Please share this far and wide. There is not a Christian on earth who wouldn't rejoice to hear this message in Jesus' name. Come, Lord Jesus. And because in Australia, to my surprise, when I got to Australia, I discovered that the gospel of the kingdom was unknown. Many people all over the world know the Australian church, especially the 
Hillsong Church and CCC and other churches and OPC, you know, all these other churches that are there that are big in Australia, I discovered that they don't preach the kingdom. And it's like the kingdom is a strange message over there. And that's what you... Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. And uh, the gospel... That's the question here. What is the gospel? If I gave you a written exam to write it out, what would you say? Paul will give us the gospel in a nutshell. And uh, we need to understand, as Christians, we need to understand precisely what the gospel is. Because we'll discover, astonishingly, that that is hard to find coming from a pulpit today. They'll talk about a lot of interesting things, but the gospel is astonishingly absent. Why? What's going on here? See, Paul had already preached it back in...